Hello TJs, John here. I talked recently to Vijay Eswaran, who is one of the founders of a company called Quest International. Uh, we talked about a great many things, including vegetarianism and the benefits to uh, business, Malaysia and the fact that it's going to take over the world, apparently, in uh, educational terms, and uh, several other things too. Fascinating interview, really fascinating guy, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. So Vijay, thanks for talking to um, TJ today about, uh, well, a variety of things. First up, I'd like to talk about self-development. This is something that you have a lot of experience with. So what's the secret to building a culture of self-development at work? I think the key is communication. And communication is a simple word, but it is actually uh, far more uh, complex than it appears. The issue in in communication is people prefer to say what they think the other person wants to hear. And therein lies uh, your first block, as it were. What I found working, you know, both in in the UK and in the US before heading out to the Far East was that um, in most of the companies that I worked in, there was a culture of, um, you know, if I want to hear your opinion, I will give it to you. And uh, it's very rare that the upper echelons of the company actually want to hear what you have to say. This is something that, you know, frustrated me for a very long time. So when we developed our company, I, I set up something called consensus management, where essentially we, in fact, provoke questions and answers at every level of decision making. And this is, uh, I think, the first stage towards self-development. Because um, if, you don't have a, if you don't have a thinking employee, then you might as well switch over to AI. Well, a, a lot of people might be doing that. <laughs> um, <laughs> other aspects of the work you've done are a little bit different to this, but have yielded some positive results. So tell us about the thinking behind making your workplaces uh, vegetarian. Is this all of them or some of them? Or Tell us, tell us a bit about that. Let me uh, begin by saying that uh, vegetarianism is, is, is not a philosophy that uh, came about for religious reasons or any of the traditional reasons out there. It was simply uh, initially an incidental one because out of the 12 directors or 12 people who came together to find found the company, more than half were vegetarian. So out of... Um, common interest per se, for different reasons, we were vegetarian, most of us who founded the company. So we decided that we would evolve a, a policy. A second reason behind it, our cultural or corporate icon of the company was Mahatma Gandhi. And Gandhi's philosophy was essentially ahimsa or nonviolence. In essence, it boils down to the point that we, you know, what goes around comes around. Uh, we just simply chose the, the path of um, essentially creating the least amount, uh, you know, number of waves as we progress through life. So vegetarianism, you know, evolved in part from that. Third reason is ecological, plain and simple. We want to contribute to a better planet, better environment. We believe that we are doing this by creating a vegetarian company. So when I mean vegetarian company, no one is forced to become vegetarian, nor is it a requirement to be hired by the company, but following the philosophy of nonviolence, we simply refuse to pay for meat, you know, being served anywhere. So be it guests at the company or company events or anything of that nature, we follow a vegetarian philosophy. 
fundamentally, I think the reason best that describes our philosophy is essentially, in the words of Paul McCartney, if slaughterhouses had glass walls, the world would be vegetarian. You've been doing some work in um, Southeast Asia. Malaysian education institutions, I imagine there would be some similarities with the UK, but also plenty of differences. So could you tell us about where they're ahead of the curve, behind the curve, a bit more information about that? Malaysian education per se has changed dramatically over the years. And uh, so have we. Uh, Quest International University, which is based in Malaysia, in Ipoh, is uh, the crown jewel of our group of companies. In essence, we are proudest of uh, this. This is our legacy project. It is our giving back to the planet, as it were. Education in Malaysia has been propelled forward at a remarkable rate. For example, you know, uh, Malaysia came out second globally in terms of total research output growth between 2012 and 2016, just for a start. And uh, increasingly, you know, um, I would say Malaysia has become a hub for education, and if not the fastest growing hub, it is um, following the Financial Times MBA ranking, 16 business schools in Asia made the top 100. And a recent QS World University ranking by 2017, Malaysian universities uh, have grown to be among the global top 50 for 11 subjects. And this is a, a big deal considering they were only in the top three out of the top 50 in 2016. I think uh, we have somewhat in the region of 170,000 odd international students in our higher education institutions today. And the target the government hopes to hit is about quarter of a million by 2025. So, you know, QU, uh, Quest International University, uh, founded in uh, 2012, we have over 30 countries since we began. So there are many reasons why Malaysia has come the way it has amongst, which is uh, in terms of higher education costs, we are among the lowest uh, compared to traditional destination countries. Kuala Lumpur was recently voted the most affordable city for students. So there you have it in a, in a nutshell. Now, um, we also are proud of some of the things that we have been able to achieve. Uh, QIUP technic technology faculty is helping Malaysian farmers to grow asparagus more efficiently, so I'm told. And we are now working on... Um, a recent plant that we discovered in the Malaysian rainforest that is tremendously helpful in the regeneration and recovery of wounds. And, uh, you know, so things of this nature are things that uh, is quite exciting to see and happen uh, in a nutshell. I've only got one final question, actually, which is a bit of a uh, more general question about what's coming up. As someone at the forefront of uh, education, What's exciting you about learning in 2018 and beyond? I think the most exciting thing for us is QI City. That's uh, for us now, our, it's a new educational hub that we are building together with the government. It is primarily situated in the outskirts of Ipoh, about roughly just under 30 acres that we are developing into a virtually new campus, which will accommodate up to 5,000 students. We will have a university teaching hospital with 800 
beds, 600 of which would be public and 200 private. We will be having a convention center and a hospital and a hotel, sorry, and a hotel attached to the convention center, plus a mall. And to top it up, we will also have three blocks of condominiums, which will be also resid uh, residents for the students, the doctors, etc., and so on. So this whole project is, is built over 26 acres or 28 acres, I think. So I think we are very proud of that because we are building it, uh, intending it to be our show place. We are going to be targeting, you know, zero carbon emissions out of there. Our building in Kuala Lumpur right now, for instance, is off the grid when it comes to water. You know, on the very top of our building, we have a massive dehumidifying unit that basically draws water out of air, which takes us off the water grid. So we're going to be replicating that for the university. Plus, of course, having solar panels, we are in the tropics. So we will be shooting for as much of an ecological-friendly university as we can come to. So this is uh, very exciting for us. But in terms of overall education, what's going to be tremendously different about 2018 is simply the fact that universities worldwide are changing. You know, with the occurrence of MOOC, now you have access to high-quality education or online all over the world. And uh, what I see happening moving forward is universities are in a sense, going to be a campus where you can step into, have a campus experience at the same time, be trained and develop and have access to 20, if not 200 different institutions across the planet. So you could have lectures, you know, piped in from Harvard or Stanford or Yale or Oxford or Cambridge or Durham into your class in, you know, Malaysia. And at the same time, we have an interactive session, uh, you know, tutorially speaking with, with your, your lecturers, both in person and online. So I, I see that happening. I see that as the future. I see that as the Uber of universities, as the Airbnb of universities happening in the next stage of disruption in the education sphere. Well, Vijay, best of luck with it all. And thanks a lot for talking to TJ today. Absolutely. It was great having this session with you. Thank you very much.